rocking horse. Shelby 66 gets onto his back, followed by Mars Crusader taking a rails run into the straight, though Nature Strip extends his lead on Eduardo. Two and a half between them, and they're well clear from the rest. Nature Strip at the 250, two lengths in front. The eight-year-old Eduardo's trying his heart out, but Nature Strip wants his piece of history today, and he's got it. Here's the TJ treble for the Sprint King. Nature Strip goes on to beat Eduardo. Kaleli third, and White Up Baluchi Baby. G'day listeners, welcome to what I call Christmas weekend for racing fans. Obviously got Derby Day on Saturday as well as $10 million Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill. Uh, really looking forward to dissecting some form and hopefully finding plenty of winners with my good friend here, Bryce Parker from Queensland. How you going today, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me again. Uh, huge week of racing coming up, so definitely pumped. Weather's beautiful here, mate. Um, got out of the pool before. It's supposed to be 30 degrees on Saturday as well so I'm, I'm heading to Eagle Farm and hopefully um, plenty of winners at the farm to be found Yeah beautiful I'm not going to lie to you mate I've been so honed in on this uh, Derby Day card as well as Rose Hill that I haven't even looked at the fields at Eagle Farm yet so um, either way hopefully we can find plenty of winners but um, what a stack car we got at Derby Day mate nine group races and uh, yeah as I said the Golden mm. Eagle down there at Rose Hill so uh, looks like we're going to get onto a good track at Sydney as well which is a real positive um, probably a wet track at Flemington and I assume that uh, judging by what you've just said about the Queensland weather will be on a really firm deck at Eagle Farm yep absolutely what we'll do is mate we'll get straight into it we'll, we'll start with Sydney at Rose Hill um, go through just hone in on the races we're, we're keen to talk about and then uh, we'll go through a couple of races at Derby Day and uh, you might have a few from around the grounds for everyone as well uh, we'll start off with the Tab Highway 1200 metre um, class 3 handicap the current favourite is Sung Blue uh, Salir, $6.50. King Gutho, my favourite footy player, there at $8.50. Uh, who do you like in the first, mate? Yeah, mate, I'm with your favourite footy player, King Gutho. <laughs> I was I was taken with the the first up win. It's uh, it, it flew home and uh, I thought it was going to be in the Kosciuszko. So they set it up second up in a really average setup where it was just uh it was a bog track it just didn't have the right kind of race it was a 920 scamper it couldn't quite run down a horse with 5.5 kilos less on its back so overall i'm pretty much penning that run but if you go off the first up win i thought it was a decent chance in the cozy so here it is in a highway Bit of a sticky draw, but we get Tommy Berry aboard. I just think it's going to run a cracking race here. It'll obviously get back from the draw, which is the negative, but with a with clean air, I think it might just be a bit better than these, and uh, I don't think it would have been out of place in the Kosciuszko. So, yeah, forget last run on the bog track. I think it can bounce back here, and we get $8 to find out. Seems over the odds. Sounds good, mate. I'm really keen for this race on Saturday as well. For the uh, one reason, I want to see what the track pattern's doing. I've got absolutely no interest in this race from a betting perspective. But um, King Gutho is my favourite footy player and Tommy Berry is one of my favourite jockeys. So there's a bit of a combination there that I should uh, should get around. Race two is the a Benchmark 78. It's, over, it's 1,200 metres. Uh, the current favourite is Varvia, $3.10. four sixty. Party for $1.00, $7.00. I've got a pretty good opinion of this Varvia, mate. Jamie Carr comes to Sydney and obviously takes the ride for Cummings. Real low in the weights. I think the midfield draw suits. Should be able to park up midfield with cover somewhere and uh, in a race that I see a bit of tempo involved in. Uh, I think the main danger got scratched this morning in Jalay, heading down to Melbourne. So I'm really keen on Varvia's chances. And 
she was beaten by all debt last start at the midweeks who won again on Wednesday. So I think the, you know, there's not much uh, consistent form around the opposition. So I'm really keen on Barbera in the second race. Who did you like in that one? Yeah, mate, I think you've nailed it on the head there with uh, exactly what I was going to say. It's the right form or debt one, as you as you said. And I just I was keen on it in the race where the joyful fortune was in there, which was obviously too classy. But Jamie Carr back aboard, it had a couple of luckless runs um, earlier in the prep or uh, earlier this year with Oliver aboard, my man. So Carr on now. Uh, which is is a good upgrade, and I just think maps nicely, and it's the clear horse to beat, especially with the weight, mate. Like, it's uh, it's carrying nothing on its back, and uh, yeah, that old debt form reads well. So I'm keen on Barbera as well. Yeah, sounds good, and also she hasn't been on a good track for a long time now. So I'm hoping that if we do get into that good four soft five range on Saturday, she'll mm-hmm. be able to put in a pretty good performance. Uh, race three, mate, mm-hmm. is also a benchmark seventy eight over fifteen hundred meters. Current favourite, Waterford, um, comes back from the Silver Eagle. Obviously, a bit of a horror watch there, but I'm pretty keen on his chances there at $2.20. Um, I think he was thrown in the deep end a bit there late in the Silver Eagle and obviously had a, a very wide draw and was just cast from the barrier draw. Um, obviously, went back to 1,300 from two 1,500-metre attempts. Obviously, drops in grade. Should get a firm deck as one at the track before twice. Um, so, I just see a lot of positives about the horse here. Tommy Berry's been aboard three times for a couple of good results. And uh, I can see some negatives about the other horses in the race. Uh, are you keen on Waterford as well? Probably not going to bet into it, mate, but I, I see exactly what you're saying. I, it does look really well in. Obviously, no luck last run. Uh, a few of these sort of ran out of there, ran really good races, especially um, Global Ausbred. If that's replicating its first up run, it should be thereabouts. But, yeah, it's... It's, I think it is Waterford's race to lose. Obviously, Barrier 8 just needs a bit of luck early, uh, but you get your man Barrier board. I think it's going to be very hard to beat, yeah. And as you know, um, I backed Sajardin every start this preparation until last weekend, and he was able to get a job done down in Sydney. I've also backed mm. Jalmari the last three starts. So if Jalmari ends up winning this on Saturday, mate, I think I'll just put the phone down, finish my beer and go for a bit of a walk. <laughs> It's been pretty frustrating, but now nah, looking forward to that. Oh, no. <laughs> race four is the uh, 1,900 metre benchmark 78. So we've got nine group races at Flemington and um, plenty of benchmark races in Sydney to, to, to match up with it. But current favourite, Hammer on at $3.20. Dylan Gibbons rides Ting Tong at $5.50. Pink Ivory, $6. we got Pale King, $13. Um, who do you like in this race, mate? Yeah, look, it's a, it's a wide open race. I was on main stage when at uh, 25s or something when it got pipped on the line. Um, but with King aboard, I'm kind of turned off there and a poor record at the track. So I don't mind travelling Kate at any old price here because you look at its weight drop, mate, it's 59.5 kilos all the way down to 54. Uh, I think McAvoy's picky up a bit more form now. And I know Barrier 13 is a bit tricky, but this all is having a great prep it wasn't far off money from the sky who i know is hit and miss but uh, it was second behind hit the target first up and then last start just missed behind miss madison who's quite handy so yeah i think that can run a bold race in this um i'm also just a jedi form fan and it's been well tried in early markets but overall it's take your pick in this race very wide open the best version of gin martini probably wins this but yeah, it's getting hard to trust and main stage should lead them up if it's leaders 
buy, so it'll be hard to beat. But yeah, traveling Kate made it $23 just with that huge weight drop. I think that'll run a bold race with a bit of luck from the draw. You got anything in this one? Yeah, I'm um, I'm pretty keen to back Pink Ivory pending the uh, track playing fair. Mm. Obviously, you know, if the track's playing on pace, I think Hammer On will be hard to beat. But Pink Ivory comes out of that disaster heavy 10 highway rail day that we just got on the fence, led and won basically before the Everest. Um, I think the stable opted to go around just to get a bit of bit of a fitness run under the belt. Um, she Pink Ivory beat the favourite Hammer On here, fresh over 1800 metres, and I'm happy to side with her now out to this trip as well. Um, Hammeron's coming off an absolute yeah. spanking in the Metropolitan, and I didn't really like the trial the other day as well. So, a couple of negatives around the favourite, and I just think that you know Pink Ivory's started to build a bit of a consistent record there. And last start, no matter what she did, she was never going to make ground on that truck. So, out to the nineteen hundred here, I'm pretty happy to be around Pink mm-hmm. Ivory at the six and two dollars twenty five. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that one, definitely, mate. Hard to beat. I'm interested to hear your thoughts in uh, the the last race we'll speak about here at Rose Hill, which is the Gold Cup, 2,000 metres. Uh, the current favourite is Quality Time at $4.60. We've got Honey Creeper, $6.50. Boys Dargent, $6.50. Stockman, $7.50. Star of India, $11. Getting out of some pretty large odds, the rest. And I like one at double figures here, mate. I want to know what your thoughts are first. Well, I don't know what's going on with Quality quality time mate because i'm pretty heavy on it in the big dance and that's on tuesday so is it going to do the three-day backup um because <laughs> if it is then I, i'm not too sure i don't understand why they wouldn't go for the big dance it's it's a lot of money it's it's a good race so i'm, I'm a bit confused what the goal is here if quality time does run yeah it should be hard to beat here but yeah i'm hoping they take the big dance and it's not backing up three days later but I'll leave that to Waller. He knows what he's doing. Uh, I was on Yonkers last run. I thought that was good enough. Thank you to Taurus in booking. Stockman's, yeah, was really good last run. I think we were both keen on it, but uh, maybe a bit more juice in the ground it needs uh, is the only query there, but clearly low flying. And uh, the race kind of falls apart a little bit after that. So, yeah, I've I've got to stick with quality time, but I'm hoping it's in the big dance, mate. Uh, have you got anything for this? I'm uh, I'm also keen on a runner in the big dance, so I'd be happy if quality time went around in this race, to be honest with you. But um, talking about this one, <laughs> talking about this one, I'm interested in Pinarello at the eighteen dollars. Um, I just think he's ready to peak your third up. Mm. And last start, he was obviously caught in that disaster speed battle where Zarek just took off a mile from home and turned it into a real battle of attrition. I think that um, Pinarello was lacking the fitness edge in that race. We get an improving track here. I think yeah. it's ready to peak now, third up. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to give that horse another chance at large odds. And the other one you mentioned before, Yonkers, uh, I don't know how he's a $11 chance in a race like this. I think there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of horses in this race, I think, that would rather a wet truck and they don't get it. And uh, Frankie Dettori comes to town. Whether that's a positive or negative, we wait We wait and see. But, um, yeah, I think I think there's two double-figure odds in the race I want to back, and that's Yonkers and mm. uh, also Pinarello. Well, uh, yeah, interesting booking, isn't it, Dottori? Uh, we've got Buick as well coming over, who I think uh, every time I watch UK races, he's a good jockey. So I've I've seen a few sort of potting Dottori. I don't know if he's turned into the kind of the Oliver, um, <laughs> the star, but, but battling for form a little bit. I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know enough about about Dottori, but I, I do know I had him on Stradivarius a couple of times. So he probably owes me a few dollars. <laughs> 
I've uh, I've found William Buick in a couple of races down in Melbourne, so hopefully uh, hopefully these overseas jockeys come and do a job. And obviously, you know, they haven't come out here to ride ride um, poor horses. They come out here with a, a push from the stables they're riding for. So it'll be interesting. Uh, down at Flemington, mate, the tracks are soft seven as we speak. Um, true rail, obviously, with rain predicted over the next two days. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what rating it gets to, but I'm assuming that you're playing the card as a fair deck there at Flemington. It usually is. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously know what track rating we got Saturday morning. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Uh, it's, yeah, I, I'm kind of uh, struggling with reading tracks lately. I, I don't know if it's just the amount of rain that's hit. Uh, I don't know, but it's really made it tricky, hasn't it? Because some days it's playing fair, other days it's, it's the same. Both in Sydney and Victoria this year, the rain's been unbelievable. So it's kind of touch and go with how, the, how these tracks are playing, mate, to be completely honest with you, whether they're coming wide or... Last time we had the reading in Victoria, I know we both did form for a good track and it ended up a heavy 10. So, yeah, touch and go for mine, mate. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess uh, as punters these days, we just have to be on the go. Um, change as, as we see the track going as the day goes on. So, I'm interested in a runner in the first race, mate, which is the Carbine Club Stakes, 1,600-metre, uh, three-year-old set weights and penalties, Group 3. I know there's a short, short price favourite coming in from Sydney, Pungo. Um, J-Mac takes the ride there. Look, I, I can't have a horse straight out of maiden grade in, in a race like this. Um, well, when I say maiden grade, there was five runners in that heavy heavy eight truck there at Warwick Farm. I'm keen on T- Tijuana, or however you pronounce it. Comes out of Barrier 2 with Mark Zara aboard. I think he's got the moles in the legs this campaign for now. What, what I predict to be a, a really solid run, Carbine Club Stakes. Um, from Barrier 2, he'll just flop out and lead or box seat. Um, he's the only horse in the field that has won out to the mile. So if this does end up being a war of attrition, he might be the one that's... Uh, you know, still there at the end of it. And I think his form, if you go through his mm. form, the horses he's been around are top shelf horses. So, you know, I can't have Pungo 320 and, and T1 $4.20. Sandpaper's been going quite well, but he's been a little bit flat late in the races and over 1400 for mine. Um, and Pungo, well, well, we don't know how good he is. That's the that's the big question mark. But I did read today that Chris Waller's taken a maiden straight to this race. Out of the race, he took it out of Pungo to win this one. So, yeah, we'll see how good he is Saturday. What were your thoughts in that one? Yeah, I'm exactly the same as you, mate. I know Wall has a good record in the race, but I'm seeing the same. I think the form around Tier 1's panel's better. Comes out of group races, maps to perfection. I think it's just got the the runs on the board, doesn't it? You're asked to take 350 about Pungo, who's coming out of a maid. Yes, it was impressive, but the form's not been amazing. And bear in mind, Tijuana is around group group two, group one horses. So, yeah, I, I couldn't have them that far apart. I completely agree with what you're saying. But, yeah, Waller does go well at the race. J-Mac, horse with upside. Always have to keep it safe. But it does look a race in two. I think Tijuana has big value at the moment. I'm I'm right there with you. I guess uh, the big thing for us is for our race one, we're not going to have a track pattern. So I'd rather have a horse flopping himself onto the speed, being in a good draw and being there um, upon turning yep. rather than, you know, I know there's a lot of tempo in this race, but I'm going to give him his chance. And I think uh, I think he's over the odds, anything over $4. Um, race three is the Rising Fast Stakes, 1,200 metre group three. Um, the favourite is Generation 450. Craig Newitt rides triple missile at 550. Gravina, $9. General Bow, $10. Uh, you've got a winner for us here, mate. Who do you like? I'm on the same form line as you. I like that Gravina triple missile form. I have to stick with triple missile just 
because if you watch players on at last start, just bombed at three or four lengths. It should have won the race. Uh, I think it would have fought it out with Gravina. It really just butchered the start, but it was wasn't given 100% to the line. And I think it was just enormous in the run, mate. It just flew home. So it needs to jump clean in this. We've got some classy gallopers in here. If it misses it, it's over. But I'm, I'll be happy to back both triple missile. And Gravina's hit and miss, but it's certainly racing well. Uh, and I think that'd be hard to beat in this. So, yeah, mate, I'm, I'm sticking with those two. I'm going to back them both for the win. I was just a little bit surprised at Gravina's price, 9-3. I think uh, he's going really well, this preparation. That Testa Rossa race mm. at the hillsides, a form race that I'm loving. Uh, obviously, Ed and I wish I win and Bandersnatch come out of it. Um, Bandersnatch is the runner I'm backing in the big dance on Tuesday, by the way. Uh, he then went to Caulfield and had to mm. knuckle his way through a tiny gap. When he got out, he put the race away. Nicolini Vito and a couple of nice chases. Um, fourth up, rock hard fit. He handles a soft and heavy track, so if the rain does come, we've got a, we've got a bit of insurance there that he'll handle the track. And William Buick takes the ride, so... I think there's a lot of positives. I'm, I'm keen to go each way more the place on Gravina. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I'm, I'm with you because if if I'm with Penny Spent, then I guess you've got to be respect. Uh, sorry, you've got to be respecting Gravina if you're with Triple Missile as well. And Triple Missile is shorter, but Gravina beat it quite comfortably. I know Triple Missile bombed the start. So, yeah, I'm with you there. With over it definitely should give a good side. And uh, Buick's a gun, from what I hear, and I've I've caught him on a few rides overseas, so it should be getting every chance. And as you said, finding the gap is something only good horses do. So I think the win last start was good, mate. I think it's going to be hard to beat. I reckon William Buick, who does a lot of riding for Godolphin overseas, I reckon he's been watching all these Godolphin wins in recent times in Australia and just thought, geez, I've got to get on an aeroplane and get out of there. I could just see my money flapping away in the wings or... Going into J Max yes, bank account. Absolutely. So. <laughs> That's what he's taking. They this are dead set airborne right now, mate. Absolutely. They are airborne. <laughs> Race six, mate, is the Coolmore Stud Stakes. Another Godolphin is the favourite in In Secret, $3.70. Uh, Jack and O comes out of the Tab Everest at $5.50. Buenos Noches, $7.50. Uh, cool and Gatter and Grand Impact are there around the $9 mark and then double figures the rest of the field. Uh, obviously, looking at the speed map, mate, there's a lot of tempo in the race here, but straight down the Flemington Strait, which horses handle, it'll be a, a different story for, the, for a few of these. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Mate, this is one of the hardest races I've ever seen. I'm not going to lie. This is dead set. Absolute nightmare for form analysts. <laughs> Where do you look? You go in secret, potentially the best horse in the race. I've got so much time for it. Jacino's coming out of Everest, but then if you're going to be backing those, well, then where does Buenos Nuchos sit? Because that was a good thing beaten behind Giga Kick, who won the Everest. <laughs> so my my logical thinking tells me Buenos Noches takes this out because it should have beaten the Everest winner. But on that theory, it's, it's is it going to reproduce that run? There's so many question marks in this, mate. And then you've got Cool and Gatter, and we saw what Bellini Patina did, and Grand Impact's looking for four straight. And uh, this is the kind of race where old mate Sajardin might just come and whip over them all. And even at 23's lofty strike returned super. I was on it first up on a heavy deck. I thought it was really good. So, yeah, mate, this is take your pick in this. I could back seven in here and still not get the winner. So, yeah, very tricky race, mate. I'm really keen to hear what you've got because I'll probably be backing it. 
Well, for starters, there's no chance I'm rocking up to the track on Saturday right. and not having a few pennies on Sajardin because I can't handle that again if he does the same as he did the other week. Uh, or last weekend, actually. So on the seven-day backup as well, you're watching, you'll come out here and bolt me. But, uh, mate, well, I think uh, in secret, as you said, uh, <laughs> as you said, uh, in secret, obviously um, the run to the Rose winner and then was beat by Jackano in the Golden Rose. I thought her run that day was huge and full of, full of fight as well. You know, she really knuckled down to the line. She's the one with the fresh legs. Um, got a couple of weeks off racing now and yeah. comes out, whereas Jackano's gone Golden Rose back to the Everest 1200 in a fast run race. Now comes down to Melbourne and got her go again. Um, you know, there was nothing splitting them that day in the Golden Golden Rose. So I'm happy to be within secret. Um, and with J-Mac going a ball from the middle of the middle of the pack, I think that's perfect, you know, perfect setup. And as you said, um, Cool and Gutter, obviously, you know, I've got no concerns with Cool and Gutter at 1,200 metres, obviously based on she came out in the Golden Slipper off a nine-week break, no trial, and uh, raced super in that and tied the last 50 metres. But this time around, you know, look at the form through that Moya Stokes. Bella Nipotine has come out and won the Manicato. Absolutely bolted in the Manicato, mind you, by about 12 and a half lengths. And, uh, yeah, I think Cool and Gutter's mm, the other one over the odds. I guess... Uh, you know, for me, J-Mac would have had the option to ride in Cool and Gutter as well, I'm sure of it, but he wasn't going to jump off in secret to Fast Philly. So, look, great race, mate. I think I think that, um, you know, a lot of runners in this race could win, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and good point you made about J-Mac, because whenever I'm stuck in these kind of races, mate, a really good guide is where does the jockeys go? They don't get it wrong often. And I know J-Mac the other day came out and said, look, Francesco Gardi's my best rider of the week. And look at what that did. So you, you've got to trust. And, and it wasn't long ago, we were potting Francesco Gardi as not being able to put its head over the line in BM72s. So you've got to trust the jockeys. And I remember, yeah, I won't bring it up, um, but that the one race where he, he also jumped on on one to, to wreck your quaddy mate. But um, yeah. you, you do have to trust their decisions. And if he's going to stick within secret, then so be it. You've, you've got to trust the master. And, and J-Mac, if anything, is riding better than I've ever seen any jockey in my lifetime. So, yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong backing the Godolphin and J-Mac combo right now. They are dead set airborne, winning everything. Mate, I could not agree more about J-Mac. He's just... Uh... You know, he's just riding like a legend at the moment. And, and you know, you, you can give these riders mm. good horses. They've still got to go there and get the job done. And he still gets some absolutely super rides home. So, you know, he's got a great book of rides on Saturday. And we'll likely see him um, taking a few home. But um, nonetheless, we'll move on to the, the big the big one on Saturday, mate. The, the Victoria Derby, 2,500 metres. Obviously, uh, three-year-old set weights. And it's a group one. Berkeley Square. Uh, last start winner three dollars thirty. Sharp and smart. Last start winner three fifty. Mister Maestro. Last start winner six fifty. Pericles. William Buick rides for Cummings at seven fifty. Uh, Muramaza fifteen. Fujita Sand twenty seven. And then I think there's actually some good quality horses at the at the other end of this field too, mate. Which is uh quite interesting. Um, looking forward to your thoughts here, mate. It looks like it's going to be a real fast run derby. Yeah. It's a really, this is tricky as well because these, so many of these are airborne. You, you just don't really know where to look. Berkeley Square is a bit of a grinder, isn't it? I didn't think it was going to get there last run. It made hard work of it. 
not exactly sure I want to dive into the 330, but sharp and smart, it, it doesn't win by much, but it gets it done, doesn't it? Kind of those Animo vibes, um, never wins by big margins or, well, not until the Cox Plate, but always puts its head in front. You've got J-Mac and uh, Barrier 3, so you're going to find sharp and smart in the finish, shooting for four straight. Mr. Maestro is probably the one that is vulnerable for mine, mate. It's going really well, but just put the head down over Miramasa last start and now gets barrier 17. So I think there's a there's a few map issues and form issues there because Miramasa's $15 in this. So look, I'm I'm certainly leaning towards the two in the market, Berkeley Square and Sharp and Smart. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna go with a theory again. Back back the man that's in form, <laughs> and that's James McDonald. Uh so I'm it's hard to beat. Bit grinder, it'll stay all day. So a cracking race, but how do you not have sharp and smart in the finish there? It's uh, it loves loves a, loves to fight out a finish, doesn't it? Uh, who are you on? Yeah, you're spot on about that. And the other thing for me for me is uh, look, there's there's probably two places at phones and you don't want to draw a wide, and it's a 2500 meter start and the 1600 meter start. So there was one or two hot runners here that I was keen on, but they're just drawn 15, 16, 17. Sharp and smart jumps out of barrier three with J-Mac aboard, flops midfield or in behind the speed. You know, he just gets a cozy run, as does Berkeley Square. Uh, but sharp and smart comes here off the 1,600-meter gloaming stakes win where he had to really knuckle down. And then he's won the spring champion despite being three wide the journey. And he covered the most distance in that field. So um, I had a few concerns prior to that race about whether he's, he is a 2,000-2,500-meter type. And I still don't know if he is. But... Um, He's rock hard fit. He's just dead set winning all of his races at the moment. He's on an upward trajectory. His late sectionals home in these 2000 meter journeys as well have been good. Um, and, you know, he gets a rider aboard that'll just time his run to perfection. So I think I'm going to be with Sharp and Smart. The the rough odds horse that I was keen on was King's Crossing. Um, obviously, I'm interested in Danny O'Brien finding Johnny Allen, who's won plenty of these derbies. Um, obviously the form doesn't read out on paper, but there's always a sneaky runner in these fields that are just primed to be a stayer. And I thought his run last start at Geelong was absolutely huge. Um, loomed around the field and looked as if he was just going to run away with it and then um, got the, the wobbly legs late, but certainly knuckled down. And I think off that run, 2,500 metres looks to suit. His only chance is going back in the field now and um, this being a really fast run tempo and, and he'd be able to get over the top of him. Wet track probably doesn't help him, so... I'll be having a small saver on King's Crossing at massive odds and back in sharp and smart. That's a really interesting point you made about Johnny Allen, mate, because I remember harping on about that last year, about his derby record. And if he's on that, then, yeah, that's uh, that's a really good shout. So I'll, I'll definitely have to consider a saver there. Hopefully we're on the money with our tips, mate, because a lot of them are the same. So let's, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, we're landing on the same horses here. I think a lot of people probably are, but you know, as you know, in racing, it doesn't always work yeah. out the way that the way that you uh, read the races. But yeah, that mm. King King's Crossing with Johnny Allen. Uh, the one race that I really wanted to get a read on him was uh, he went he went thirteen hundred first up, straight to eighteen hundred, and he pulled up with issues. Finished twenty lengths last and had proper issues there. So then he's coming out over twenty two hundred. Probably should have had fitness issues, and he's absolutely bolted around the field, and, and it was a super run. So I mean. I would love to have been able to watch that 1,800-meter run without him having any issues and then get a gauge. But I think he's mm. a proper star. So I'd love him into trifectas at $46. Um, we'll look at one more race on the program, mate. 
Obviously, the uh, actually, we'll look at the last two. Race eight, the Tab Empire Rose Stakes. Um, Kiwi visitor here, La Creek, is the favorite, $2.60. She's Ligeti Split, $7.50. Uh, we've got Nimalee, Palazapan, 10 and 12. Ice Bath, Craig Williams, 14. Uh, our good friend Yearning, $20. Also drawn the car park. What are your thoughts here? Tricky, mate. I'm probably La Creek is going to be really hard to beat. Uh, Probably will spec yearning just for the sake of I know the horse has, has got a booming finish in it. It can win this race. It's just hard to catch him. As I said last time, it has that flat second and third up run. So you really don't know what to do with it. But it's the kind of race it can take out. But pretty hard to knock the favorite here, mate. Who are you with? Oh, it's super hard to knock the favorite. And I'm gonna be the first to put my hand up and say I'm not much of a Kiwi form analyst, but I just was going through the figures and yeah. You know, she's got six wins and four placings from 10 starts. She's beaten some nice horses along the way. She came off a group one mile win over a horse called Mustang Valley. That horse has now won, or won two starts leading up to that race and then won a group one since that race. Uh, Dark Destroyer beat her home uh, and, and had a pretty good carnival in Queensland. And just the figures she's putting up in her races and the length she's winning by. And obviously our good man, J-Max, a pretty good form analyst. He's put his ride, six wins on a soft track. I think La Creek's going to be hard to beat, and I wanted to have a saver on the Dean Holland riding She's Liggety Split at with the 49 kilos. Um, this race is perfect for a horse carrying mm. no weight to lob on the speed and be there at the end. So I think She's Liggety Split's going really, really well as well, and uh, I have to have a little bit of money on her with that weight and that price. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're both keen on the favourite in the get-out, mate, the Furphy Sprint, uh, over 1,100 metres. Pretty special win there by Aspura. Last start, $3. We've got Zapoteo, one Diva, Written Beauty in the field, Najmati, Isotope, 15, Rose Court, 17. Anything, can anything beat this favourite, mate? No. I'm really keen on it. I think it would just bolt these because, yeah, forget that Mooney Valley run. It's just one of group two with its, its leg in the air. So where's the ceiling for this? You know, Zapoteo last run's $1.85 beaten favourite behind Literary Magnate. That horse was struggling to put away a BM64 when I was backing it last prep. Obviously, <laughs> come back well, but Juan Diva, where's that at? It's pretty hard horse to catch. Written Beauty going okay, um, but comes out of the same race. So I, I think it's got the superior form, and it won so easily. Uh, it was only in second gear. My only small knock is, is, is that part of the track okay at that time of day and how much heat do they want to put on in the lead they might just go ridiculous and just absolutely pester it or run and it and it fails so you need two things to go right the track to be playing okay in that area and a somewhat reasonable ride from the rest of the jockeys and if as for is left alone up front there is no chance they're catching it i, I think the three dollars is way over the odds i think it should be well into a dollar seventy a dollar eighty mate i i, I just looking through form. I don't know how they're going to roll it coming off a group two win. That is far superior than what any of these are doing. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, and you made a good point. I think the only concern at the moment is uh, the state of the track at this stage of the day, because mm. I think if it's really wet, I do think they come off the fence. So very two down the straight, you know, they'll probably all come into the middle of the track, I'd say anyway, for most of the journey. And then uh, being a front running top, she should be able to get to where all Johnny Allen wants her to be, which is interesting, but when you go through the field here, mate, there's a lot of quality in the race, but at, at this stage right now of the preparation, there's none of them really screaming at you, oh, back me from last start, you know, but as far as the one, 
you know. So I think three dollars is a very good bet there in the last race. And if I'm going to have a saver, it'll be on something running on from the rear of the field, like uh, even Jalea at the sixty-one and thirteen. I think could run a big race. Um, Shellstar, a very fine red. There's some quality horse in the race, but I think Asfura is going to be hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And I was on uh, very fine red last run, but it, it was looking for the. Uh, it was looking for, sorry, I think it was getting off the good tracks, uh, but I just don't think that's the right form for this as well. I'm just, I'm a bit iffy. I know they're big odds, but the probably the one I'm a bit worried about is Vern Scover, just because it loves this track, loves the trip, and it's got a really good turn of foot when it's capable. So that's the one I'm a little bit weary of because I know it's just proven track and trip. But other than that, mate, I, I if I was doing this market myself, I would have had asked for a dollar seventy and everything else over 10 sounds good i think it should be winning quite quite comfortably with with even luck in racing sounds good we, lo- we load the jets in the last race there uh, before we get into the best bets and value mate have you got a couple from around the grounds you wanted to tip listeners into yeah just a couple briefly mate trilagra on race six no price up yet but a penny spent i was backed it a few times in its first prep but they absolutely Smacked it in first up. I think it was $25 into $4. Got the job done for value of the day um, for back a winner. So I was happy with that. But it won with so much ease, mate, that it will just put this lot away and go on a better race. It, it won with an absolute leg in the air. So I'm keen on that one. And the other one I'm keen on as well is Cross the Rukin. Uh, it won a few times for me last prep. It's building up to something nice here, and its last run in open company was, wasn't was too bad at all. Barrier 10, a little bit sticky, but up to the 1,600. We don't have a price yet, but Newcastle raced five. This time last prep is when it started putting some really big wins on the board. I uh, put two wins on the board in a BM64 and uh, Class 1, beating 1,000 years. So super form for this race, mate. Uh, anything sort of 250 and up, I'll be really bet in i think that'll be winning the race newcastle race five beautiful mate sounds good uh what's your best bet for the weekend yeah i've asked for in the last is just looks unbeatable for mine and uh best value i'm going with king gutho i just think the highways are my, are my bread and butter so stick stick to what you know best and i just believe that's the horse that was unlucky not to be in the cosy back out to the 1200 it, it won not even in second gear so it looks a nice setup it's just the draw gonna need a little bit of early luck but if it gets it you can count your money what about yourself mate uh best bet for me is going to be waterford in race three at rose hill uh two dollars yeah. fifty or maybe 220 now but i just think dropping back from the silver eagle i thought the effort was quite good despite just nothing going right that day and, and, and nothing really mm. suiting the horse so drops in grade hard to beat and value for me is going to be in the third at Melbourne, mate, Gravina. Um, I think he's going quite well this preparation and, and finds a race that he can win at pretty good odds. And we've got the insurance of $3 a place for mine on a horse that handles a wet track. So, yeah, they're my two, mate. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend there at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Find plenty of winners. And, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully we have a great weekend. Thanks very much for having me, mate. Good luck, punters. And uh, for anyone on the Melbourne Cup, good luck. I hope you have a great day if you're celebrating around the country. And in terms of tips, mate, I'm I'm not really a rate of form, uh, but not too sure. I think 
not too sure Gold Trip should be their third or fourth mate. I, I need to see it actually notch up a win in Australia. Uh, <laughs> I think Montefilia is going really well. I think that the three Raiders look hard to beat. Doville legend, a little bit iffy on the weight there. And uh, I think it's without a fight or, or something like that. So I didn't mind its overseas runs. Impossible to line up the form of Loft from, from Germany, I think it is. So, yeah, mate, I probably uh, don't mind the way that the... Uh, that the overseas Raiders are going. I don't think we have we have the best crop this year, to be honest. What about you? Have you got anything for the Cup? Is the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday? I forgot all about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, mate. I've, um, I've had a few specs on Montefilia over the last couple of weeks and think she's going very yeah. well. I think she's the best Australian chance. And uh, you mentioned the other one I like without a fight as well. So I was happy to go around mm. Loft and uh, Doville Legend, but... Um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm all over the European form as well. I do, I do knuckle down and watch as many replays as I can uh, the week leading up to the cup. But I think Montefilia is our best hope, and I think you know she had the best fastest last 200 of the Caulfield Cup. Uh, handles a wet track, so hope she runs a big race for the stable. And yeah, I think without a fight's the best overseas hope. But get on better, mate. Get all your hundred and one dollar odds up and have our fingers crossed, eh? <laughs> Thanks for joining me, mate. Absolutely.